Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones. Joined as always with our Daily Illini Sports Editor, Gabby Hajduk, um, staff writer from Daily Illini, Josh Peach, and our uh, Daily Illini Video Editor, Alec Bussey. Um, we're going to get right into it, guys. Today, uh, freshman center Kofi Coburn declared for the NBA draft. I don't think any of us were really expecting this. Um, when that tweet came across, you know, from whoever you saw it from, like, what was your first reaction? I was so shocked. I mean, first you have the two transfers and Allen coming as a shock. And then you have your one of your best players right behind Io, Big Ten Freshman of the Year, say he's declaring for the NBA draft. I I was really taken aback, to be honest. And like my first thought was like, what's what's this team gonna do? Who's our who's our five? Who is it? Because I I mean, Georgie, but I don't know. That was my first initial thing was, like, transfer market. Come on. Yeah. I was shocked. I was in the middle of my, like, CS105 lab, and I, like, looked down, and I see, like, the tweet notification. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I was like, I've been, like, hearing things like he wasn't planning to go, and then he announces that he's going, and then you read what he actually says, and you're thinking, oh, that doesn't sound like he has any intentions of planning to come back. And then – Two or three minutes later, Derek Piper tweets that he has sources telling him that he's playing, he's leaving the door open to coming back for his sophomore year. So you've got a lot – you had a lot of news just break really, really quickly. And I was shocked. And it was something that I thought could have happened at points in the season, but then I was like, he just isn't polished enough. He doesn't have a lot of the skills that he needs to be successful in the NBA yet. He's going to come back for a sophomore year, and he's going to really shine. Um but yeah, I was shocked and I was taken aback, just like Abby said. It was a really shocking, like thirty minute time frame, I feel like, where everyone was just like blown away. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see what he does in the next couple of months because he's really limited. And to compare it to what we've said in the past about Io on this podcast is that Io doesn't have the ability to go to the combine or to do team workouts. I think Kofi might really be harmed by that because he can't show that he might have improved an outside jump shot or baseline jump shot at some point in his game in the last couple of weeks or that he had it in the past and it just wasn't showcased in Illinois' offense. So I'm really intrigued to see what he hears back in the next two, three weeks and then how he handles that information going forward. So, Alec, I was just going to jump into this story that that you just you know wrote for the Daily Line. You want to kind of explain that? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough to be able to get in contact with Sam Vecini of The Athletic. He covers basketball at the college and NBA level for The Athletic, but he's most well-known for his NBA draft coverage that he does for The Athletic as well. And he's he does a very good job. I like a lot of his work. And uh, I, I sent him an email from his Twitter bio, and uh, he got back to me right away. Last night I was talking to him about IO and his draft stock, and then today – Kofi announces that he's announcing his plans to go to the NBA draft. So I immediately text Sam Vecini and he responds back and says, yeah, feel free to call me whenever you have time. And I called him and we had a short 10 minute conversation. I was able to ask him several questions about Kofi's draft stock. And I learned a lot more about where he actually, you know, fits in. There was a lot of things that I thought, but he kind of taught me a lot about what I think Kofi needs to really improve upon that I may not have known or may not have recognized. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing that I really want to talk about, um, and we'll play this through, but uh, Alec asked a question about what what Sam Bassini thought that Kofi could do um, in the next few months to, to kind of prepare for the draft and maybe get his draft stock up. 
Um, here it goes. Uh, the big things are he needs to keep improving his uh, hands, he needs to keep improving uh, his footwork, he needs to guard on the perimeter at a much higher level, he needs to be a better rim protector inside, to be honest. Um, if, you know, For his skill set to translate at the next level, he needs to be a darn near elite level rim protector, in my opinion. And that is just not where he is currently. He's a good one, but uh, he's not quite at the level he needs to be. Uh, certainly anything he could do as a jump shooter, I think, would help. But uh, I'm pretty dubious on him being anything of a jump shooter going forward. Uh, and then finally, the big thing that he just doesn't do well is diagnose the play. Currently, um, there's just not much. Uh, his feel for the game is lacking on offense in a substantial way. Uh, you know, he has a under one to three assist to turnover rate. Not a guy that makes super high level reads regularly. Uh, he's just very large and is able to establish position exceedingly well at the college level and uh, establish deep position. And then additionally, is capable of uh, gathering his misses on the offensive glass whenever he misses. And that's a valuable skill set. But, um, you know, how much does that translate to the next level? I think I have some pretty real questions. Okay, I think the main thing that I realized just from hearing all those things, obviously there's a lot Kofi can improve on, and I think we kind of knew that watching him in his freshman year. I mean, he's only been playing basketball for, you know, a few years, and so I think the main thing I noticed is just the need to increase that basketball IQ, you know, like you said, the amount of turnovers, not being able to read things right, and then just becoming more of a perimeter defense player and offense player. I mean, you have to be able to develop some sort of jump shot as an NBA player, no matter if you're seven feet, 290 pounds, like it doesn't matter. The NBA wants someone who can shoot at the end of the day. It doesn't need to be a three, but, but then you have to have the ability to defend the three. I think that was something Kofi kind of struggled with. Um, I think we saw that with players like Lou Garza, who can get out there and shoot that shot. That's not, Kofi's not, a solid perimeter defender and then you know if a guy like Garza drives you know Kofi's probably not quick enough to defend that and you know that's where that factors into just that rim protection not being 100% so I think it boils down to just basketball IQ right now for him I think another year would really just like bring all those things together and teach him more to be successful at the pro level. Yeah, something that I noticed quickly, too, and I saw this with Georgie early his freshman year, and both Georgie and Kofi improved on this a little bit, but their hands, they didn't, uh, they weren't catching the ball well, and obviously that led to turnovers, too, and when you see something like that, and obviously that goes in with him only having played for three, four, five years, whatever it is, obviously a short amount of time, and so it relates to that, but you need to be able to, you know, catch the ball and be, and be able to handle it well, especially when you're a big guy, you can't, you know, get it stripped from you and with stuff like that then obviously the big one like you mentioned Gabby is shooting he I think that in like the first game maybe he had a couple free throw ish jump shots but after that he really didn't do that he had a hook that kind of developed near the end of 
the season, but that still wasn't polished for the whole entire year. So he needs to have better hands. He needs to be able to shoot well, and he needs to develop that hook shot consistently too. And that's when he can start to look like an NBA player. The thing that I really took away from that section of our conversation was the things he mentioned about his passing. And yes, Kofi obviously turned the ball over a lot. And I do think that Kofi struggles finding the open shooter at times, especially when he draws two or three guys, which you saw certain teams bring on to him, especially smaller teams. That's something that I think Indiana did really well against him. And it's something that Michigan State did a little bit as well to frustrate him, especially when Illinois was out at East Lansing. He didn't find the open shooter a lot. And he's not bad at making interior passes off of a bounce pass to Io getting a layup or Andres Felice. I mean, there's a, numerous times where he made a nice pass to Andres Felice to cut into the basket or even to Georgie earlier in the year when they were playing on the court more together. But there are times where he just doesn't notice the open guy in the corner. And that's a big deal in the NBA with the way they space the floor. I mean, the floor is a little bit bigger. The three-point line is out farther. So there's just more spacing. And if Kofi develops an ability to really find the open guy in the corner, find him on the wing, he elevates his offensive game so much more because then the game and the ball just doesn't stick and there's so much more of a rhythm. And I think that's something that he would really have developed or could develop if he decides to come back to Illinois for his sophomore year because he's only been playing basketball for three years. You give him a fourth year in a Division One program, second year in a Division One program, fourth year playing, you expect to see a lot of those things increase because he is still really raw. He's always been able to rely on his massive frame, and he's seven feet tall, and he's always weighed above 280 pounds. So you give him the ability to really start to develop basketball skills and a skill set to be successful, I think you could really see him grow and you could see his stock be higher coming out of a sophomore season compared to a freshman year. We talked about how his lateral quickness is like just not NBA ready um, to, to just guard, especially the threes and the fours in the NBA. Maybe he'd be able to match up with some of the fives, but is 280 too big for him to play in the NBA if he has hopes, do you think? Okay, so I think that part of what makes Kofi special is his size. I think that you can you can't teach size to take that saying and apply it here. And granted, that saying is normally related to height. And I think that, yes, Kofi might have to lose a few pounds. But the idea that he could have to get down to sub 270, you're taking away one of his best attributes. And his best attribute is his size and his ability to get positioning in the NBA. That's something that is still valued because rebounding is still a big deal. And if you're big and you can box someone out or you can get – a shot up off the glass like that's still valued is it as valued as much as a three-point shooter no but it's still important and I think it he is he is gonna have to lose weight at some point yes because his body's gonna break down if he doesn't and his knees and his ankles just aren't able to support that much weight for an extended period of time but I think his size and his weight are to his advantage to a point and I think that's something that needs to be considered by scouts and by executives when looking at him because there aren't people that are that big. I mean, Kofi was the biggest player in college basketball this year. He was a moment he stepped on to Illinois' campus. And that's something that really helped him when he was going against players like Luca Garza, like Caleb Wesson, like Xavier Tillman, um, that may have more skill, but they couldn't get around him. He's bigger than NBA players are too. So that's just my opinion. I think his size is an attribute for him. 
Okay, so Alec, and what you're saying is that, and that's part of the reason that I think staying for a sophomore year would benefit him so much because he has this size, this weight and height both together that are going for him. But when he faced Luca Garza, he couldn't keep up with him. And even at our place, Luca Garza was hitting threes on him. So if he stays this sophomore year and faces someone like a Jalen Smith, like a Luca Garza, that is a two-way threat, and he stops their perimeter game especially, I think that that's what can really rise his draft stock because then he's actually proven defensively with that size and that weight. Yeah, I think that the weight, like Alex said, that weight is so important to him. I don't know, you know, what type of player we would have seen if Kofi wasn't, you know, 280. But um, the second thing I definitely wanted to talk about uh, from from Alex's story that he wrote was, you know, when you look at Kofi, what what were the biggest questions about him? And he's a very raw player. And uh, obviously, Vecini had had his thoughts on that. With a lot of these big men, the question is just what is the upside? What is the uh, what, are, what are you getting out of someone like Kofi Coburn by drafting him? Right? Uh, are we sure he's a starting center down the road? Uh, I don't think that we have anything resembling certainty on that. Does he have that feeling? I don't know. His skill set's really far away. To be honest, like he's just really far away from being um, a guy that could impact the NBA game at an exceedingly high level. He's really strong and can establish position, but a lot of centers can do that at the next level. So uh, I just worry, uh, given how raw the skill set is and the feel for the game is, that um, the physical tools won't be over to won't be able to overshadow that at the next level. Yeah, so I think that one thing that Vecini did, you know, he really brought up was the fact that we talked about Kofi Coburn, you know, his his size was such an advantage, um, you know, this year in the NBA or in the in the NCAA. But how would that translate to to the NBA? What did you guys think about what Vecini had to say? I mean, I think he raises a good point of like, what is a team actually going to get out of him, going to benefit from him compared to other bigs, you know, like you, and you already have some big 10 bigs, Xavier Tillman, Jalen Smith entering the draft. You guys can fill the holes if I missed any so far. I mean, you know, the point to declare isn't over yet, but I think you have bigs like those guys who are more NBA ready and can bring more of a holistic player to the team than Kofi can right now. I mean, we all know Kofi's going to get to the NBA eventually. He's a great player as a freshman, but he still has time to grow. And I think, you know, just hitting on that, that he's not going to bring too much to an NBA team right now. I mean, if a team's willing to take a chance on him, take a risk and try and develop him, that just doesn't happen as much in the NBA right now. Like they're not trying to develop a guy that much anymore. They kind of want you to already be there and then fit you into their system. So I think what he said makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of just a matter of if a team is willing to take a risk or if Kofi's willing to take a risk of going to a team undrafted. For me, the biggest thing I took away from what he said there is what Gabby kind of hit on is you don't know what you're getting with him because there's no one really like him right now in the NBA. There's no one that's that big and that heavy but has that much raw ability and raw talent that 
you can tap into if he develops a baseline jumper or he gets to a level where he can guard on the perimeter or he gets to a level where he can pass the ball at a high level to open shooters. His ceiling is high. I mean, Vecini even said that, and I don't know if you're going to play those other questions, Brennan, but his ceiling is really high if he's able to do those things because he is different. But at the same time, you don't know if he's going to be able to reach those things because he is so different. Finding out those things is hard to do. And you really want to take a gamble on someone in the second round when you only have two picks in an NBA draft. And he, Sam Vecini said this as well too, you know, he has a reasonable opportunity to be a, two-way player in the NBA in terms of someone who bounces up and down between the G League and stays in the NBA. He has a reasonable opportunity to do that if he got drafted because he is so big. If a team needs a big, they're going to put him on the floor because he's not that bad. However, it's going to be really interesting to see if a team is willing to take the chance on him because I personally don't think Kofi's going to hear great reviews from NBA's teams and scouts. I think he's going to get feedback that says, wait a year and prove to, prove to us that you can improve on X, Y, and Z. And if he does that, then I think he could come back to Claire in a year from now and be a highly touted prospect or a more highly touted prospect. But now there's just so many question marks around him and he can't improve upon these things and show scouts that he has certain skill sets that he might not have been able to showcase within Illinois system because of what's going on in the world with COVID. So I think it's really interesting to see what's next for Kofi. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest bright spot about that announcement is that Kofi's going to be able to go to all these NBA scouts and be like, you know, hey, like, how do I get better? And then he's going to be able to bring that knowledge back to the game. And he's already, you know, he was already one of the best freshmen in the nation last year. Um, he's going to be a great sophomore if he stays healthy. Like, there all that knowledge is going to, he's going to come back. He's going to be better. He might be able to add another dimension to his offensive game, which would be amazing. Um, and then a year from now, if he's that much better and, you know, they, this Illinois team has had a, a chance in the tournament and they've done their things and, you know, he goes to the draft and, you know, that's great. But like for Illini fans, I think that they should, they should be happy that he is testing the waters because, you know, last year, who would have thought that we had, you know, two guys potentially, you know, testing the NBA draft after this season. So I think that it's a good thing. And I think that, you know, he can learn a lot and um, he can bring that you know knowledge back to Illinois if he decides to come back. Yeah, you know, I think that he is a really unique player and you can't make a direct comparison to the NBA, but those that you can sort of try to, someone that maybe comes to my mind is Andre Drummond, not a good shooter, very good inside. But the thing about Andre Drummond is that he is an elite rebounder and Kofi is a good rebounder, but we haven't seen elite consistently from him. I think we've seen a lot of things from Kofi during the year, very bright spots, but he didn't do any of those things consistently. If he stays another year, he'll get a chance to consistently have a hook shot. Uh, consistently rebound well. You're going to have Adam Miller come in, who's a straight-out shooter, so he'd be able to find him and find the open man. Staying back would help Kofi so much. I think it's great that he's testing the waters because he's going to hear what he has to do well, which is only going to improve both him and Illinois' team next year. So going going forward, he's going to learn what he has to do, and Illinois' team next year is really going to help him. I think with the whole rebounding thing, if you go back and you know just look at literally every game, yeah, he's a solid rebounder, like you said, Josh, but if you watch the amount of times that he gets the ball just like ripped out of his hands from little point guards, little guards, this dude is seven feet tall. And there's been multiple times that you see, you know, a guy like Andres Feliz is a good example who just comes in and rips the ball from him. So he doesn't have that ability to just like 
rip things down and take that rebound and just handle it himself. And I think that's a big thing because if you're a seven foot 290 guy in the NBA, that's your biggest expectation is to be able to just be strong with the ball, get those rebounds, put up those extra shots. I mean, he lacked a consistency of that this year. I think it got better as the year went on, just, you know, playing with guys like Garza Smith, Tillman, he kind of realized that, you know, he needs to bump up that ability and realize the size he actually has. So I think that's just one of the big things why he isn't NBA ready is because that strong rebounding and putback ability isn't consistent yet. Yeah, definitely. I think that you guys all bring up good points with, you know, he averaged eight rebounds a game. I think if he comes back with better rebounding mechanics, this is a guy who could easily average, you know, next season 15 and 10, um, easily be one of the best big men in the country, regardless of age. I think that, I think we all agree that him testing the waters and coming back will be, you know, so good, you know, for this Illinois program. That's another thing too. If, and I saw this tweet and I, I'm not going to, I don't remember who sent it out, but it might've been Isaac Trotter. Actually, if Kofi goes to the draft and gets drafted, that's a good thing for Illinois. That's a very good thing because it shows that you can develop talent and it allows you to sell to whatever the next big man is, whether it's Mac Etienne in the 2021 class or um, someone in the transfer portal that you try and replace him with that you can develop talent and you can put someone to the NBA. That's a good thing. If he goes to the NBA and he's told, Hey, Kofi, you need one more year of development or you need two more years of development. Then you get him back and you are going to have him back and he's going to be another really good player for you as a sophomore. Either way, it's a good situation for Illinois. Him declaring for the draft isn't bad. It's If he goes and he gets drafted, that's good. If he goes and he doesn't get drafted, but he has success in the NBA and someone's willing to take a chance on him, you still produce an NBA player. This isn't bad for Illinois. It's bad in terms – if he goes to the NBA, bad in terms of their opportunities to win next year. It hurts them there, but as a program, it isn't bad in terms of your ability to sell future recruits on what you can do with talent. And that's ultimately what recruiting is. It's selling talent and saying, we can get you to the NBA. Look at Kentucky. Look at Duke. Look at what those schools do with high-level talent. They're there for a year, and they leave, and they go to the NBA, and they get more high-level kids. I'm not saying always going to be a one-and-done school ever, nor do I think Brad wants him to be that because he wants to be old, and he wants to stay old, like he said. But he's never going to turn down a five-star recruit saying, I want to go play at Illinois and then go to the NBA because that's a good thing. Good players produce wins. I mean, future-wise, I agree. It's good for the program as a whole, and it's good for recruiting. But it is it would not be a good thing immediately for Illinois because that's – I mean, and then we aren't even really going to talk about this yet, but the fact that if Io declares, those are your two – your two main offensive production, and then you take the loss of Alan Griffin, which, you know, wasn't a consistent double-figure score, but plenty of times brought that to you. I mean, you're looking at Illinois dropping out of, like, yeah, also, possible tournament contention. I don't know. I don't – I wouldn't say it's a good thing for Illinois immediately, and I think that's what you're trying to say, but I just – I can't see any – yeah. Also, the last thing I want to hit on, and it like can be super quick, but like, how much of a Adam Miller's decision do you think was to, to go to Illinois was to play with a five star center? And if Kofi doesn't return next year, do you think that that'll have any? Well, obviously, if he doesn't return, he'll already have his you know have signed to Illinois. But is Kofi a big enough influence? You know, between the next week when the national signing day is for Adam Miller to 
possibly, and I'm not trying to put anything out there, but like, you know, is that, is that a possibility? I personally don't think it is. I don't think it was, I don't think it's something for Adam to be like, you know what, I'm not signing here anymore. But I think that is a good point to think about because Kofi is the guy who's going to open up space for Adam to get his shots and to get his points and drive through the lane if he, you know, needs to. But, I mean, we've talked about Kofi developing that better pass game to, and, you know, crashing, having the defense crash on him to open up a shooter like Adam Miller. So I don't think it's going to necessarily change Adam's decision, but I think it might make him think like, shoot, you know, like, you know, who is going to be that other guy to get me the ball or to open up space for me? I think that is a good point to bring up at the, at the end of the day. I don't think it's going to change his decision, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change his decision. I think that obviously it helps for him uh, if Kofi's there. Like I said, something Kofi's got to work on is, is his perimeter passing. So that would help. But And I could be wrong, but I really think that Adam Miller wants to be the star. I think he wants his own team and to be uh, the showman. So that's why I don't think that Kofi going to the draft and not coming back would actually change Adam's decision. I think if Kofi decided to go to the draft in terms of college success that kids could have in Illinois recruiting class. I think it hurts Andre Corbello more. You saw how successful Kofi was at running the pick and roll with Io. And this isn't a shot at Io, but I think Andre Corbello is someone who would have more success running the pick and roll with Kofi than Io would because Corbello is such a good passer. He has such a good court vision and he has the ability to finish at the basket in a lot of different ways. And not that Io doesn't because I was really good at finishing at the basket, but I think it would hurt Corbello more than it would Adam Miller just because of the type of player Curbelo is he's a pass first point guard he's not someone who's going out there and looking to drop 20 points a night he's looking to go feed his teammates um so I think it would hurt Andre Curbelo more to see Kofi go to the draft than it would hurt um Adam Miller yeah definitely well guys I think that should wrap up what we've done today uh, thank you guys so much. Um, and obviously, we're going to see what happens with, with Kofi in these next few months and what even happens with the draft process. Obviously, we have no idea how that's going to go. But it should be super interesting to watch. I think our consensus is that, you know, we want him back. And, you know, it's good that he's testing the draft water. So, yeah, uh, for the Daily Line Sports Podcast, thank you. Thank you.